0: Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. It's only been a week. Uh wait this is like a normal episode. This is so exciting.
1: Yeah, we're not we're not playing catch up. We're gonna try to make this as evergreen as possible. We have we are in true um true Blue LA fashion. We are recording the morning of a game, potentially momentous game, um, you know, for at least for one person, so
0: and, yeah. and uh, true, true ballet, but we don't have the blues because the Dodgers have been doing really, really well. Uh, we'll catch all y'all up uh, about that. Five questions from Craig. Dodgers rewind. Not exactly in those orders after this. Uh,
1: Jacob, I have a question for you before we sort of uh, start this off. It's not are a are trivia
0: question, is it? It's not a trivia right, question. All right, I'm ready I'll, then. I'm ready then.
1: You could say this is just trivial, that what we're talking about, but it's not actual trivia. Mm-hmm. Um how how would you describe the Dodgers' offense so far?
0: If I uh, say not firing on all cylinders, will I have half of beat writers just attacking me?
1: No, I was I was going <laughs> to say you 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 would be. I believe that's been said like eight, yeah, multiple times <laughs> by like different people. Like I think I wrote it in a headline. And, yeah, I mean, it's, or no, I it's, or I, 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 don't,
0: I don't um. Know. MLB TV has started to allow the post game, uh, which is they did not used to do this. They would just cut off right when the game. It's a
1: a new thing this year, pretty sure. Uh, Uh, And it,
0: uh, you know, uh, I'm not the biggest sports talking head fan, but being able to hear the interviews afterwards has been really nice. So I heard Dave Roberts' interview yesterday, and I thought he put it really well because he was pressed on that. You know, you just scored 11 runs. How can you say you're not firing on cylinders? But he he's like, talk to Max Muncy, talk to Chris Taylor, Um, you know, talk to all these guys who Will Smith who think they should be doing much, much better. Now, how much of that is whether it's the dead ball, whatever offense is suppressed right now, um, and how much of it is it really they have some key cogs that still are not performing um, at their not just yet their peak, but at their expectation, and you get this arguably best offense in baseball right now um and a lot of stats that back that up that you still feel like should be better
1: yeah it's weird because i like yeah like they're not they're not bad right like it's just it's just
0: there are key cogs that are you know yeah sort (laughs) of yeah yeah. exactly
1: like you mentioned chris taylor so he, he fouled the ball off of his knee on monday and left and then he missed yesterday he's back in the lineup today but um he had um he has something like like twenty strikeouts in his last like thirty five plate appearances or something something crazy, I, to the point where, um, Monday when I looked it up he because he struck out like multiple times I think in five straight games and he I what was the oh so he has he has twelve strikeouts in his last five games, and I just looked it up on Baseball Reference to see like how how m- bad of a stretch that is or just like how rare it is. And there, there's been a, like a handful of Dodgers who's had twelve. The only, the only two streaks, uh, or the only two five game stretches with more strikeouts by a Dodger batter, were by Sandy Koufax, the pitcher, <laughs> uh, for fourteen and thirteen. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was rough. But like, so yeah, like, but as you mentioned, with all that, right? Dodgers are leading the majors in runs scored per game, um, five point two. The only other team averaging uh, over five is the Angels at 5.06. And another thing, did you see the Angels-Rays game last night? I was,
0: like, quasi-falling asleep, but still because I'm bad checking my Twitter. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. I got to see all of the, the nonsense, just pure nonsense. Going right. on,
1: like the the story. Everyone, oh, Reed Ditmer's uh, throwing a no hitter. He finished the no hitter. Was pretty cool. I think I
0: saw more tweets about the left-handed home run from Anthony Rendon yeah. than I did the no hitter.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so so Brett Phillips came in, uh, who's hit for the third time this season for for Tampa. He's an outfielder. Um, you may remember him from <laughs> doing the airplane in Game Four the 2020 World Series. Um, he has pitched three times in like blowouts. It was eight nothing in the eighth when he came in. And he gave up a home run to Mike Trout. I think it was a double to Shohei Otani. And then Anthony Rendon, lifetime right handed batter, said, You know what? You guys are screwing around. I'm going to hit lefty just to see. And he freaking homered and uh, just insane. So his his career splits right now. Uh, he has a 5,000 OPS as a left handed <laughs> batter, which is pretty funny. But uh, like, so Brett Phillips, he's allowed eight runs in three innings this year. Um, and three home runs and the other home run was a Sheldon Noisy Grand Slam and you remember like Noisy struggled really badly uh, last year with the Dodgers he's he's doing okay with the A's this year so uh, it's just weird but I just wanted to point that out because it was just so like you said so so very bizarre everyone like tuning in like Reed Detmers is only three outs away from a no hitter and then like wait Rendon did what? yeah it was just just wild Um, and then you know Outside from offense, the 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 main thing for the Dodgers so far has been the pitching or run run prevention just generally because even with the pitching has been great, but also like they've been like I think they 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 at least the other day they were leading in defensive efficiency so like turning batted balls into outs, um, just really really good um, and to the point where um, I didn't see what the numbers are through yesterday, but like as of Sunday or Monday we're talking like best uh best starts best like five or 10 starts in the live ball era so like the last 102 years so in terms of run prevention so they're doing great their run uh, differentials obviously great they're they're actually 20 and 8 it's one of those things where like it's hard to like say like something's wrong you know like it's not really wrong it's just like it, it is weird that they have another year so speaking you talked about like the beat writers um uh, this is from a, a Bill Plunkett um, uh, story. This was from yesterday on Tuesday in the Orange County Register. He, he mentioned a quote from Freddie Freeman on Sunday in Chicago. Uh, Freddie Freeman said, it's pretty amazing. 26 games in, we're not completely clicking, and we're 19-7. and seven. They're actually now 20-8 since then because they, they're 1-1 one one in Pittsburgh. Trey Turner on Tuesday um, he said, I just think up and down there's people that feel like there's a lot more in the tank. I think nights like tonight are going to happen a lot more often when we get going and then the night like tonight that he mentioned was the um they won 11 to 1 on Tuesday this was a game after they scored only one on Monday but that was that was more rare um also they it was one of those where you know traveling traveling through a time zone got in at like something like 2 or 3 a.m. I forget uh one of those you know days where everyone was kind of sleep they also hit a bunch of balls hard and that, uh, Pirates outfield made a bunch of diving catches and just didn't go well. But like, you know, you never know. But the, like last night, they had 10 extra base hits, including eight doubles that tied a record. Um, as a team, they have a 113 WRC+, like really good, tied for fifth. Although I will say, I think it was, it's still pretty early. Like it was 108 before that game yesterday. So like everyone sort of got popped up a little bit. Like Justin Turner was hitting, I think, 168 uh, heading into that game, he's hitting 200 now because he had four hits and three doubles. We'll get to that three doubles in a little bit. Um, Turner is at a um, 62 WRC+. plus, Like, he's been struggling that. He was at 40 before the day yesterday. But a- outside of like Hanser Alberto, who's at 82 in limited time but with really good defense, everyone else is like league average or above. Pretty much Trey Turner's at 99. So, like, a perfect encaps- encapsulation of what, like, how the league is right now. I believe the batting average across the sport is still the lowest. It, it's still lower than 1968, which was the year of the pitcher. Mookie Betts this season is hitting 250, 344, 417, But that's good enough for a 125 WRC+. plus. So, like, it's just, it's hard. It's just weird. But, you know, with all that, the Dodgers are hitting with runners in scoring position. They're 300. Uh, 374, 446, that's the best average in the majors, fourth in OPS. So, like, they're getting runs home, right? Um, And I always say this, like, runners and scoring positions, one of those things where no matter what the numbers are, uh, like, everyone's going to complain about it, like, when, you know, (laughs) when something goes wrong. Like, I, I think it was, like, there were a couple years, I think 2015 specifically, I don't remember if that was the year, but the Dodgers, I think, led the majors, in batting average on base slugging and OPS and plate appearances with runners scoring positions, So like, and people were still complaining about it. <laughs> that year. It's like, what do you, I don't get it. Like, but, um, I think the one area they might, they're probably lacking is home runs. And you don't, again, is it a, is it the dead ball thing? Like is, is Max Muncy like, is his style of hitting, you know, like, um, fly balls to the, like center of the field, basically. Like, is, is that, uh, does he need to change that if the ball's like screwy or something? Or I don't know. But like, I don't, I don't know if it's that dire. But like, uh, they, so they have 27 home runs through 28 games. They're almost basically average in that regard. They are seventh in isolated slugging, which counts as slugging percentage minus batting average. So they're not, like I said, it's, it's, it's not nothing really bad, but it's like you, you could clearly see they could be better. It's not like last year where, their lineup should have been better than it was. They had stretches where it was, but then in the in the playoffs, they only, they scored, like, two runs or fewer in half of their 12 games, and that's why they went home early. So, like, you know, they're not quite – they're not at that level yet, but, like, they could definitely get better for sure. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see today. Um, we're, again, we're recording this Wednesday morning. By the time you hear it, this series will be over, and we'll see if that offense supported um, – to uh Wednesday starter which is Ryan Pepio who's making his uh, major league debut today. He was the uh second rated um Dodgers pitching prospect behind Bobby Miller, but also Pepio obviously closest to the majors. Uh he he finished last year in Triple A struggled pretty bad and then this year he's been great. I uh, think 2.05 ERA, 33% K rate. Um like once again we're recording uh before start that you know who knows? If maybe he does something memorable, maybe maybe he gives uh, Dave Roberts another Ross Stripling moment, and and he takes him out of a, a no hitter or something. Who knows? But um, his his sort of calling card is his change up. The one sort of uh, worry point, I guess, is probably command. He walks a decent amount um, of hitters. Uh, David Hood back in April. Uh, so our True Blue LA readers rated. Pepio is the Dodgers' number four prospect. Depending on the national list, he's, he's either around, like, I think ranging from, like, four to six or something in the system. But, again, second-rated pitcher. This was David Hood in April. Uh, he can be counted on at least for depth in the starting rotation, but ultimately I would not be surprised to see them uh, call him up in the second half for a run in the pen. So, that you know, right now starting rotation um, – the Dodgers are in the midst of this 31 games and 30 30 days stretch. Um, it was going to be 31 days, but that was before they had a rain out last Friday at Wrigley Field. So that meant they had to do a doubleheader Saturday, which meant nobody was on full rest for today's game. That's why they're bringing Pepio up. So they're going to probably use a spot starter a few times during this like, month-long stretch. Now, th- here's our little roster machination um, thing where... The Dodgers could actually, and probably most likely will, option Pepio no matter what happens after Wednesday's game. But he can also be back, brought back next Tuesday because they have a doubleheader. Uh, it's a scheduled doubleheader at home against the Diamondbacks as part of that first week that got canceled uh, because of the lockout, and then they just re- sort of redistributed the games throughout the season. Um, the Rockies series got pushed to the, the very end of the season, so that's why the Dodgers play six games in a row against the Rockies. But the Diamondbacks, they just uh, sort of spread it out among the rest of the schedule. So that I think there's there's two home doubleheaders and then one series added an extra day at home. So doubleheader next Tuesday, They can you can call up a 27th player for the doubleheader that normally if someone's option, they have to be down for 10 days, but you can get around that by using them as the 27th player. So like what they could do, use Pepeo Wednesday, no matter how well he does, option to the minors, and then you use the the interim on like an extra reliever, and then uh, when the double header comes up next Tuesday, call Pepio back up again. It doesn't. You you don't have to use an option to send him back down because it's like a temporary thing, so it doesn't butt up against like the five option limit. You're not you don't have to count one there. So like it's a pretty easy move, I think, if that's what they're choosing to do. Um, we'll see. But uh, so Peppio's is the first. Um, 2019 Dodger drafty, they got drafted him in the third round that year out of Butler. He's the first uh, drafty that year to reach the majors. They actually haven't had anyone from 2018 yet reach the majors. So, yeah, it's good. Uh, he's 24. Um, should be pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to to see it. Um, so last, uh, you talked about this this sort of last night uh, how they sort of went off. Justin Turner had um, three doubles in that. Uh, three of the eight doubles in that game. So 3 doubles is the Dodgers record for a game for any player. Freddie True. Freeman also also yeah, Oh, you got it. <laughs> Freddie Freeman also on Saturday uh had 3 doubles at Wrigley Field. Um so there's 62 such games since 1901. Which Dodger has the most games with 3 doubles?
0: I'll take a stab at that after this. Which Dodger has the most uh 3-double games um period? Uh can I ask what is the record Like what number? How many games does this player have?
1: Oh, um, I was like, it's three doubles. uh, (laughs) No, um, but uh, (laughs) the record is four games.
0: Okay. All right, I have uh, three. I have four names written out. Mm -hmm. Steve Garvey.
1: Um, I I'll tell you no, but I I'm gonna see. I don't know. He did once. No, Uh, but I will say this. So, in in Garvey's credit uh the game he hit three doubles he also homered twice so (laughs) (laughs) it was a pretty good game well he should count then right exactly he had seven doubles duke snyder uh duke snyder didn't has doesn't have the record i'm checking to see if he did it once um it doesn't look like he did um i can't type uh yeah he did not do it once
0: jackie robinson
1: Jackie Robinson. Nope. Not once.
0: Zach Wheat. See he should have should have
1: gone to the well early. <laughs> See he had four. Uh 1910, uh twice, 1916 and 1924. Um yeah, all three those were his only three hits in all in all four of those games. Um Justin Turner uh, last night. That was his third three double game. I
0: actually added him as as we were. Oh my God. I'm going to do a fifth guess. If it's not Zach, I'm going to guess Justin Turner. All right.
1: And uh, Carl Farillo also had three games. Uh, There's four Dodgers with two. Do you want to take a stab at those? I, no, know I what? do Never not. Mind. I was going to say, like, <laughs> just looking at these, sides, like, there, "There's no point in doing this." Because, um, but yeah, so Pete Reiser, uh, it would have been a that would have been an impressive guest. <laughs> my my next that. guest, yeah, right. Jeff Kent, though, like, may, okay. like maybe, like so. Then the other two, John Hummel, aka Who um, for Brooklyn, and then uh, Lonnie Fry um, <laughs> yeah. also did it twice. <laughs> So, and then a bunch of people did it once. So, uh, so I'm just so, sort of really scanning the one-namers here. Chase Utley did it. Uh, Corey Seager did it. Mike Sosha did it. I'm, I'm trying to see. Oh, so, um, Juan Pierre did it and had a triple in that same game. Um, I'm looking for notable. Sam Leslie for Brooklyn did it with a home run. Matt Kemp did it with a home run. Um, anyone else here with a homer? Uh, Kurt Gibson, three doubles and a home run. The Garvey game that I mentioned, and then oh, Mookie Betts. Oh, that uh, last July in um, Colorado, right after the All Star break, he had three doubles and a home run at uh, Coors Field. Then he also hurt himself in that game because he was hurt a lot last year. So,
0: good times. Dodgers rewind. I'm excited. They hear this one. Yeah, it's it's uh, so, not not rewinding that far back. So,
1: but uh, yeah, I it's it's both it's both very obscure and. Also in the Jacob era, uh, as we like to call it, um, so it, it's it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, so Ryan Pepio, he's the 23rd. It's the Dodgers rewind today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're, wait, what if we have Dodgers fast forward? Is that a, is that another segment? Did we just just get David Hood birthed, on? That's what we'll call it. Yeah, we just birthed another segment. Um, <laughs> so Ryan Pepio's the he's the twenty third Dodger this century. Uh, to make his major league debut as a starting pitcher. There are there's obviously been some who have debuted in relief and then later started. but those those, those people don't they, they're starting right away. Um, I will say uh, before I get into Thompson, because I wrote about that this morning, you know, you, you sort of have to like temper expectations a little bit for because it's obviously debut, there's nerves. They've done okay. the, the, the group of, of 22 before Pepio. Uh, 4.08 ERA, they averaged um, just over five innings, 5.2, 98 strikeouts, 114 two-thirds innings, uh, the opposing batters hitting 250 with a 6, uh, 48 OPS, pretty good. But the Dodgers are also 9-13 and 13 in those games. So again, that's not on the always on the pitcher, but um, they've lost, actually they've lost 11 of the last 14 such games over the last 10 years, and the, the Dodgers have been like really, really good. The last ten years, so like even even on a great team, like starting a, a guy in his major league debut, it's it's a rough situation. Um, so it it's not like to say Fabio has like pressure on him, other than you know the pressure that he's putting on himself for making his debut. Just it's always a weird situation. Um So no no matter the case, but so Derek Thompson, uh, he was the third such pitcher in the two thousands uh, for the Dodgers. He debuted on May 28, 2005, which was just a terrible year for the Dodgers. Uh, they lost 91 games. Um, they needed a starter. I was looking, trying to figure out, like, exactly what the circumstances were to call him up. So Thompson, I believe, that year started in AAA, or at least at, was at AAA at some point. But when they called him up, he was in AA. It, and he was he was like an all-star of the year before in AA. So he was 24. Um, they had uh, Odalis Perez and Elmer Desens injured. So they needed a starter. Uh, Thompson was called up. Uh, Buddy Carlisle, uh, a favorite of John Wiseman of Dodger Thoughts fame uh, and multiple-time author uh, of great Dodger books, John Wiseman. Um, he, uh, Buddy Carlisle, one of his favorites, he was sent to AAA to make room for um, Derek Thompson on the roster. Now, this was in Arizona. He allowed two runs in five innings. He only allowed two hits, but he did walk four. He struck out four. He left trailing two to one, but the Dodgers scored three runs in the top of the six to make uh, Thompson the pitcher of record. However, um, Dwayner Sanchez allowed two runs uh, to tie the game in the seventh, and the tying run was a home run by pitcher Javier Vasquez. Uh, I looked it up; Javier Vasquez's only career home run in 692 plate appearances. And to, to insult to injury here, um, Vasquez already pitched seven innings in this game. He was allowed to bat, and then they pulled him before the start of the next inning. So, like, we have to have his bat in there to tie this game, and then we're gonna take him out. So may- maybe he tired. He got tired running the bases on the home run. I don't know. But then the the Dodgers lost in the ninth with, with Giovanni Carrera. He walked Kelly Stanett with the bases loaded. There were nobody outs. So I was reading the. I guess there was a thing. I, he didn't get like ejected. The game was already over. So maybe that's why. But Giovanni Carrera was like yelling at the home plate umpire. Uh, saying that, like, three of the balls to Stinnett were strikes. <laughs> and I think only one was called strike. Uh, strike, But at that point, it's basically loaded nobody out. You're kind of screwed. Um, he also had a throwing error on, a like, a, a sacrifice. So it was a rough, rough inning. Um, and this was Steve Henson's game recap in the LA Times. Um, compared to who followed him on the mound, Thompson appeared as calm as a corpse. <laughs> And no wonder cartilage from a cadaver was placed in his left knee during a surgical procedure that saved his career two years ago. Now I was looking at this. I don't know if that the left knee part was a typo because I looked it up. He actually had, um, he sprained his left elbow in spring of 2003 and missed the entire season. Now that's not Tommy John surgery, but I believe that's the surgery that Henson was referring to. I don't think it was knee surgery. Um, but um, the Dodgers did get Thompson in the Rule 5 draft in 2002. They technically didn't pick him from Cleveland. He was a first-round draft pick. Um, I, I was going to make this the trivia question, but it's so obscure it doesn't really matter. But I'll just tell you, mm-hmm. uh, Thompson was a first-round pick of two, in of Cleveland in 2000. He was comp- at the end of the first round. So he was a compensation for Cleveland losing reliever Mike Jackson. Do you remember Mike Jackson at all?
0: Yeah. No, maybe kind yeah.
1: of. Yeah, he um seemed to always like wear his hat low, like, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so the Cubs actually drafted him from Cleveland. It was one of those deals where then the Dodgers paid the Cubs, like you know, to to draft him, and so they got him. But all the rules apply for Rule Five Draft, so you have to keep him on the roster, or uh, if they get hurt, they're on the DL all year. So um, it was the DL then, not now the IL. Um, Thompson, uh, he missed the whole year, but like, it's like the silverest of linings. He got the major league minimum salary the whole year because he was on the injured list. So, uh, that year was 300,000. And, um, so again, came back in 2004, made the, the all-star team in the Southern league with Jacksonville. Um, he stayed in the rotation briefly, uh, after that start, he made two more starts. So all three of his starts, he went five innings. He allowed two runs, three runs, and two runs. In that third start on June 7th against the Tigers, he left leading 4-2, and then the bullpen sort of let him down again. Scott Erickson was the first one to follow him, and then Dwayne Sanchez again. They combined to allow three home runs and six runs. Uh, the paper, uh, the LA Times at least recap, made a huge, like, I th- I can't remember if this was the first time the Dodgers, first year the Dodgers played the Tigers, or the, the second, but like the paper made a big deal about how this was the f- the first time the Dodgers ever lost to the Tigers as if they'd ever like played. So it was like first time in 105 years, <laughs> like it's monumental thing. Anyways, weird. But, um, so Thompson, he, he missed the next couple weeks. I couldn't find out if he was on the injured list or not, but, uh, he pitched three scoreless innings of relief on June 23rd in San Diego. And then soon after that, uh, he was diagnosed with a torn UCL and did need Tommy John this time. And then he never pitched in the majors or minors again. Um, he ended up signing, the Dodgers released him after the 05 season. He signed a minor league deal with the A's in 2006, but he didn't pitch. In ma- majors nor minors. Um, so in 2005, uh, Derek Thompson, 18 innings, 350 ERA. I think his fifth I don't have it in front of me, it's 324. Uh, 10 walks, 13 strikeouts um, in four games. Decent. My trivia for you, uh, the Dodgers, again, 91 lost team in 2005. They had twenty pitchers uh, th- throw a pitch, and it's, they're all pitchers. I looked; there wasn't like a <laughs> there wasn't a Brett Phillips on that team or a, a position player pitched. Um, there was a Jason Phillips who I believe caught at least he caught two of, at least two or three Thompson starts, but uh, his three hundred and fifty ERA ranked second on the team. this is among <laughs> pitchers who threw any innings, any amount of innings. So yeah. not it doesn't have to be qualified, yeah. But it could be. But like,
0: who was first? Uh man. uh I have some names written down. We'll give it a shot. Hideo Um
1: no um so let's see here. No, he was gone because I think if you remember, I believe oh four was the year where he had like an eight ERA and then they dumped him. <laughs> like it was some no. he had like an ungodly ERA in like like 100 innings or something yeah.
0: crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know I, uh, the some of these years get fused as one long right, period right the early era uh for me. O-
1: o- 05 for me is is a rough year like there's sometimes I look and <laughs> they're like oh yeah that guy was on that team. you know that, that kind of a thing so uh Perez. So Odalis, um that, that that was like a Sort of the beginning of the end for him. Um, he was he was smack dab in the middle, four fifty six.
0: Uh, Jeff Weaver,
1: Liter- literally the median. Um, Jeff Weaver, four
0: twenty two. I will
1: I will give you the hint here. Jeff Weaver had the third best ERA among listed starting pitchers.
0: <laughs> uh. This might be another year where uh, this was later than I'm remembering, but it's the last name I have in my head. Uh, Hunchiquo.
1: No, this was well before. Oh no, he he. Oh wow, he did pitch nine games that year, but he was quote yes. co <laughs> actually had the second worst ERA of okay. the team, six seventy five. But he only pitched in nine games. Five. Yeah, and but yeah, third, when and you're I, giving me
0: the small sample size, I got right. He gotta, he had I, the, the
1: fewest I, amount, of, at least amount of innings on the team. So. All right, tapping out. The aforementioned Buddy Carlisle was last in ERA at eight thirty six
0: in ten games.
1: Um, Eric Gagne. Uh, really? this, he, he, <laughs> So I thought he, of that. He, I mentioned that these also, years
0: fused. I'm like, ah, oh, but that was like well, after so, the yeah, Sayyid. It I was after,
1: you know, because Gagne had the three. He's funny because he had the three straight years of exactly 82 and a third innings um, mm-hmm. and where he was just dominant from 02 to 04. And then he had a 270 ERA in four, okay. only 14 games because he also hurt his elbow this year and then he was out. Forever, and yeah, then I um, guess I
0: I had before the hurting the elbow being, yeah, you know, no, that that does make sense. I remember it being not, you know, superstar level, but yeah. when the bar to clear is 3.5, that does make sense,
1: right? Yeah, I was surprised that 3, 3.5 was second. Um, Elmer Descends, who was more of a swing man, uh, he, he made seven starts and 21 relief princes, he was 356. Derek Lowe, 361. The, afore- the aforementioned Dwainer Sanchez, who appeared to only give up runs in Derek Thompson starts, was 373. And then Brad Penny was 390. Giovanni Carrero was 393 for I Osorio was 394 those are the only so people under bad. 4 I'm
0: just looking I'm looking at the list now that yeah. I
1: Steve Schmoll. I do remember DJ Holden cuz he was real five D,
0: uh, DJ Holden was uh, uh, like a name I was I knew I like I knew he pitched that year I just I'm like I can't believe he would be Wilson Alvarez was
1: like like after he was good Yeah. Like he was really good before for them uh Broxton was a rookie uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I do remember Scott Erickson. And then, yeah, it was Kelly Wunsch. He hurt himself on the steps at Coors Field, like coming into the game. Ugh. What a time. What a time that was.
0: Well, we need a palate cleanser from talking about 2000, 2005. I, I had no problem talking about Derek Thompson. But we need a palate cleanser from 2005. So it's time for. With the and We love them. We favor. love it. Oh Favor. After today's game in Pittsburgh, referring to the, the Windsor game, the Dodgers will host the Phillies to begin an eight-game homestand. And that means we'll go back to our Dodger Stadium 60th anniversary salute and ask about Phillies history at Chavez Ravine. I keep getting these, and I'm like, ooh, Philly cheesesteak. This is going to be a great <laughs> question. But that's Oh, man,
1: more another food thing. <laughs> we, we, are, we already previewed it before we recorded. We previewed the Craig's food thing. And we've been thinking about it in the last 45 (laughs) minutes,
0: so yeah. All right. Eight Phillies have 16 or more extra base hits at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Can Eric name... uh, I'll give you two of them. Catcher Mike Leverthal and outfielder Johnny Callison. Can Eric name the other six Phillies?
1: Okay. Okay. Um, So let's go... um, Our good friend Mike Schmidt
0: leads the pack with 31 extra base hits
1: um just out of longevity uh, let's go jimmy rollins
0: jimmy rollins with 16 on the dot uh
1: so this is a tough one because maybe he's not quite longevity but also he he was good for a while let's go chase utley uh
0: second on the list of 27
1: now, i i miss well i don't know how craig searched this but i'm assuming those don't count their time with the dodgers like right like it's film-y. oh yeah, yeah
0: maybe. i i i do not know uh i think so though i think you're that, correct that's
1: that's how i'm answering like that's how i'm thinking i, believe I, I that's would have how, answered i do it. believe that's how yeah. this is okay and then um let's go also with um whew, i don't think he was there long enough but maybe he was powerful enough uh greg Luzinski,
0: number three on the list 22
1: um so i'm i need
0: two more two more both have 17
1: Oh. Um. <laughs> um. Oh man. Von Hayes? Nope. Hmm. Um. What about Oh god. Uh John Cruck? Nope. Darren Dalton. That's all I got.
0: Nope, uh, I'm going to give you one hit. You've got an ots, primarily ots player, and a primarily '60s player. '60s for the Phillies, I should say.
1: Uh, Right. Um, Oh.
0: Played in '60s and '70s. Dick Allen.
1: Um. uh, Maybe
0: maybe a a, a major MVP level contributor to a World Series winning team. Hmm. Oh, we're blind spotting. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're not immediately saying it, you're blind spotting it. Yeah, Ryan, uh, Ryan Howard.
1: I I was gonna go Ryan Howard, but yeah, I, I'm, I yeah, sorry.
0: Nope. but I at, trust, trust me. I know blind spots happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, where is my answer sheet? Because I can't get. I don't know these things. Dodger pitchers issued twenty or more walks to six Phillies. Who are these Philadelphians who got these free passes at Dodger Stadium? Hints. Two of them played for the Dodgers in the tens.
1: Well, let's just go back to the our good friends at um, uh, Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley. Neither. Oh. Um. Wait. what was the timing of? Was, <laughs> did Did Mike Lieberthal just make it?
0: Uh no. no. God, okay. sorry, I'm looking. <laughs>
1: wow. Oh wait, no, no, that was he couldn't have done it. Um, oh my god, this is angry. I'm angry now. Um, in the
0: 2010s, yeah, I, um, yeah.
1: Oh god, okay, this is this is rough. Oh my goodness, I don't know why this is. Thr- oh, um, wait, they played for the Dodgers in the 2010s.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Hmm. I
0: a combined oh, I'm doing math real quick. 106 <laughs> games between these two players for the Dodgers. So uh not a, not a lot. Not storied right. Dodger careers. <laughs>
1: Man, um I don't I <laughs> I I I don't know why this Well, let's is let's get me. off the Dodgers. Oh, no, 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 okay. I know Bobby Abreu. Sorry.
0: Bobby Abreu had 20.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, so going back, and then, uh, so Mike Schmidt. Uh,
0: with 46.
1: Um, then, um, let's go back to the well, uh, Johnny Callison. Uh,
0: only with 15. Uh,
1: liar. Um, uh, let's see. Let's go to, let's go back to Von Hayes. <laughs> uh, not on the I, don't know, I don't, I don't know why he's in my head. Um, and then then, um, so Juan Samuel didn't walk, so I'm not picking him. Um, oh.
0: One of these players is who I think of but more than anyone else, but I think of specifically Dodger Killers.
1: Oh, uh, Jim Eisenreich? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he really was. Um, Dodger Killers? How do they have... Um, on the Phillies? Um, oh my God! And it's uh, not that uh, I... Stairs.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God! I forgot that. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, uh, wait. Chooch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: looking. Sorry, I'm looking the numbers up now. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't know any of the others. <laughs> so.
0: Uh, yeah, a uh, <clears throat> 133 total obs plus. Uh, okay, so the others are. Uh, so it's Mike Schmidt, Darren Dalton, John Kruk, uh, Carlos Ruiz, uh, Luzinski, Dalton. and Abreu. And then Dick Allen just missed with 19. Mm. Um, next up, by now it might be apparent that Hall of Famer Mike Schmidt is going to top all of these offensive start stats at Dodger Stadium. True. So for this question, I'll give Eric Schmidt, Tony Taylor, and Johnny Callison and ask him please name the other seven Phillies. That scored at least twenty runs at Dodger Stadium.
1: Mike Schmidt. No, um, let's see. <laughs> Correct. Of the so, list. Um so four, all, four just,
0: played for the Dodgers and uh one wore Dodger Blue in the coaching box. Um, okay.
1: Um so okay, so um Rollins and Utley. Uh
0: thirty-three for Utley, twenty-nine for Rollins.
1: Um Bobby Abreu Uh, No Um,
0: That surprised me So I had to double check (laughs) So uh, let's go to Luzinski again Because he walked a lot Uh, 24 runs
1: Uh, Dick Allen
0: Uh, With 34 second on the list Hmm
1: uh, I'm going to go back to the well again. Von Hayes. One of these is good. <laughs>
0: he is on the list Craig gave me, but only 17. Uh,
1: um,
0: John Cruck, Not on the list.
1: Darren Dalton?
0: Uh, not on the list.
1: This is a shot in the dark because I think it, was, it wasn't it was as... He had more time with the Mets, but I'm just going to say Lenny Dykstra because I haven't mentioned his name yet.
0: Uh, on the list, but only 18. <sighs> Okay, th- so, so you're missing, so sorry, I I think you're just, you're missing, yeah, you're missing Um. players of, tw- you've got the, the leaders, you, uh, you're missing a player of 23 who is the person who coached as a Dodger, and then you're hmm. missing players of 21 and 20.
1: I'm having a hard time remembering Philly.
0: You're missing one of the Dodgers.
1: Who coached, um... Oh, one okay. of the Dodger um, player
0: you're missing the Dodger coach and the Dodger player. It,
1: could it could it be Chooch again?
0: No. And you're also missing uh-huh. an MVP caliber player for the A's. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, sure. So Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard. Um, uh, oh,
0: Jason Worth. No, that good guess though, but no, not no
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of I, I can't think of the coach. I, I'm just going to tap out. on Uh, this
0: one. uh Larry Boa.
1: Ah, jeez. Okay.
0: And Juan Samuel.
1: That should have been obvious, yeah.
0: All right. This, uh, much less to guess here. Three Phillies had a 5-for-5 um, game at Dodger Stadium. I was at the first one in 1982. Can Eric name these players in, let's say, six guesses?
1: No. Um, well, since he said 1982, I have to go with my favorite guess so far. Von Hayes.
0: No. Uh,
1: Greg Gross.
0: Um. No. Hold on, I'm checking something real quick. Uh,
1: um, wow. Okay. okay, one
0: of these is misnomic. <laughs> uh,
1: so, I. Gary Maddox.
0: Nope. I'll give you the year. I'll give you the dates. Uh, the years: eighty-two, two thousand two, and eighty-eight.
1: All right. Um.
0: Pete Rose. Pete Rose.
1: So he's 82. Yep. Um, 88. Um, Well, first, okay, so 2002, let's go. Let's go, Jimmy Rollins. There you go. Okay, so 88. uh, I think 88 was the year where Don Carmen, who was a pitcher, that was the year where he tripped running to third base and like just ate it and it was like on every highlight show possible um, forever <laughs> um, but why can't I think of other players on that team um, so Schmidt retired in 80s no he retired in maybe it was 88 um, but I don't think he had five hits that year um, who was there? Bob Boone would have been too old, probably not a Philly by then. Um. Wow. Um, let's just go. Juan Samuel. Phil Bradley. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. You did uh, passing leaf. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, yep. <laughs> uh,
0: you You've been on a roll though, so you were you were due. Uh, for yep. a less than stellar performance. Edwin Rios is in the Wednesday's lineup as designated hitter. It is his seventh start at DH, tying him with Max Muncy, Justin Turner, <coughs> with Max Muncy. Justin Turner leads the team with 14 DH starts. If Rios is back to his 2019-2020 form, averaging one home run every 10 at-bats, how do the Dodgers get him more at-bats and will there be and will that be at the expense of Gavin Lux's time so Muncy can play more second base? What do you think? I don't necessarily think so. Um, one thing that was a little interesting to me is how often the Dodgers trotted out the same nine players um, right. and rotating who the DH was and changing the defensive line a little bit. So I think if they decide like, hey, this guy's you know the hot bat, we need to get him in more. I think it just comes at the cost of actual day a little bit more actual days off for for everybody, and I would think that is. More likely to be, you know, uh, Gavin Lux, but I could also see giving Justin Turner days off just to actually rest. Um, Right. So, and um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily think it would be directly at the cost of Gavin Lux.
1: Yeah, I think they're pretty committed to Lux. Like, you look at it too, but they don't really care about Lux in terms of um, platooning, or like they're not look like, and they're both left handed hitters. So, um, with Rios, I think they're trying to get him more opportunities against righties. The Dodgers did have a weird stretch where um, they faced a left-handed starter for seven straight games and eight out of nine. And so he pinch hit Sunday. That was another lefty starter game. And then he homered. And then they faced a right uh, righty on uh, – no, no, he pinch hit Monday and, and um, homered. Then he started against a righty Tuesday and homered. He's in the lineup today. There is another lefty on the mound. It's Dylan Peters, but they're really doing a bullpen game. Um, So, yeah, I I think this is more they're playing 31 games in 31 days. So you're right. I think people will get more off days, Um, like Mookie Betts taking an off day today. He took one early because he was slumping in the year. Like Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman still haven't taken days off. Uh, Bellinger, too. He was going to, but... That was the game. I think uh, one of the two games that Gavin Lux had a back thing, so he he came back in. So I think you're right. They'll, they'll rotate like days actual days off. Turner is basically DH like every other game, uh, although um, they, for a long time, until I think until last week, they didn't um, they didn't start anyone back to back at DH uh, yet until Turner's done it like a few times recently. Um, but yeah I, I I think they're still committed to Lux and I I don't think Rios is gonna start a ton I mean obviously if he keeps hitting he probably will on and at DH but like I do think it'll just be like giving guys days off rather than um necessarily like a one for one type thing with Lux
0: the only time in the Jacob era where teammates each had nine or higher B war was in 1996 when Alex Rodriguez 9.4 and Ken Griffey jr. 9.7 were the dynamic due in Seattle. Mike Trout looks like vintage Trout and Otani's beginning show signs of his 2021 form. Can those two duplicate a rod and the kid and more importantly, get the angels back to the postseason this year?
1: I mean, the angels are after a pretty hot start. Um, so, but I think a lot, I mean, obviously they're Otani and, and Trout are their two best players. So like they, they matter, but like we've seen like the angels in the last, like you can still be bad with like really great players, like, cause they don't have surrounding, but like they, they actually have like a good amount of pitching, like backing up um, Otani and the rest. And then like. Taylor Ward is breaking out this year. Anthony Rendon is healthy and hitting mostly from the right side, sometimes from the left. Um, and they actually have, like, a pretty good, like, just general overall team. I, I know, like, David Fletcher, I think, is going to be out for a while with surgery. But just, like, generally, I think the depth is what's going to, like, guide them there or at least make sure. Because they've just kind of collapsed. Like, they they haven't really had pitching for, like, a decade almost. Um, and if they can, like, Noah Syndergaard's been really good. If Michael Lorenzen can sort of keep it up. Um, and then Otani, obviously. He's sort of, like, limited walks recently. And just, that was, like, the big bugaboo of his um, pitching. And, like, yeah, they, I don't know. If, I I do think they, they have as good of a shot to reach the postseason as they've had in, like, you know, what, it, I think it's eight years since they made the playoffs. But... It seems it seems like they're in a good spot. Um, so yeah, I I actually I actually especially six wild or six playoff teams, I do think they're going to make the playoffs this year. So
0: well, there you go, you hear it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. I uh, think in, I, think I have a, I have a war question pre-season. with when it comes yep. to Otani. Do you just add the two numbers?
1: Yeah. But it it does make for a weird thing, like leaderboard wise. I think.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think
1: if you go to the actual leaderboard, like on Baseball Reference, I think they they have a total war. But like it's it's not you know if you're on just his player page, like I I don't know which one comes up first if it's pitching or hitting, but it's hard. Like at the top of the page, you could see that seasons war and his career war and it's totaled. Mm-hmm. But it, it is it does make it it's. You know we're used to things and certain things, and he he sort of breaks it. <laughs> like so, it's hard to keep track of sometimes.
0: So yeah, his it is, uh, it is uh, just a sum on the title. I uh, yeah. pa- have the page up here. Yeah, curious. Uh, I'll say yeah, they're gonna do it. There you go. Yeah. A rod and the kid, watch out. Ryan Pepio is the first 2019 draft pick to make their major league baseball debut for the Dodgers. For the contest, how many games will he pitch this year for the Dodgers, and will he finish with more strikeouts than innings pitched at the end of his first Major League Baseball season? Yes, 40. There, I've given my answers.
1: Wait, you say he's going to pitch
0: in 40 games? Yeah. Whoa, so you're... <laughs> I, I'm of the uh, he's going to become a bullpen piece. I I,
1: I I gather that. Yep. I didn't think I didn't think he thought he was going to go to he was going to be <laughs> old old Haas Radborn the rest of the way. Um, <laughs> forty games. Good lord. Um, so I'm going to go with thirteen games, and he will not have more strikeouts. Than wow!
0: Against. Look at negative Nancy over here. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to find the comp. I, I'm gonna I'm going to search for. Uh, uh someone that I think he's gonna replicate game wise, so you think I'm less less uh not, or or I will uh feel bad wait, uh, wait this isn't prices is right rules right? I have to adjust my guess if it's <laughs> prices right rules no 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 Just yeah we'll, we'll, uh, oh yeah I'm gonna nail yeah. this then I, I've, you're yeah. you're wrong
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> The first time I saw the word falafel was on a sign in Westwood. Mediterranean food is more than kebabs and gyros have you ever had falafel and hummus and would you ever eat that or other vegetarian options for lunch if you had the choice Uh, i actually uh have been trying to mix in you know vegetarian slash vegan food yeah not all the time but you know try to do it uh, um a few days a week and maybe trying to increase that and one of the biggest winners from this is um uh, falafel and hummus, but specifically falafel, falafel wraps are out of this world good. Super, super tasty, uh, especially especially when it's I'm just doing vegetarian and not vegan, and I can have tzatziki and feta in it. Uh, really, really good. Um, I think gyro meat is a little bit better, but the difference is hmm. so it's it's so it's close enough that I could see me uh, going the falafel route more and more often.
1: Yeah, I've I've had falafel a few times, but like not a ton maybe like two or three times total. Um, but yeah, uh, I would, I would totally eat that. That that's, that's like totally fine. I, I do get hummus quite a bit. Um, and you usually at home either use it, um, like, uh, my hummus vehicle delivery is through carrots, sometimes celery, (laughs) sometimes cherry tomatoes. Um, but yeah, that kind of a thing. But yeah, falafels are really good. Um, but yeah, I uh, we were talking about this before. Um, that kebabs are, are awesome, and the um, uh, garlic sauce tomb is just one of the one of nature's great um, <laughs> wonderful things. And so, yeah. Once again, we've ended this uh, podcast in a very very hungry mode. Plus, we're recording earlier, so like we're just designed to be hungry right now. But hey, there's baseball to watch. Uh, you, you will have already known what happened in this game uh, by the time you listen to this, but hopefully you can enjoy Ryan Pepio's debut. By the end, by the time we record next week, he may have already started twice and gotten t- toward Jacob's guess of 40 <laughs> games for Ryan Pepio. And watch, he's going to have like 23 strikeouts in those two games, and I'm going to look like an idiot because I don't have his. I don't have his strikeouts as above his innings So if you, had, if you had picked
0: a number closer to like twenty five, I'd be because I'm 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 looking up comps and my number my numbers wrong, uh, just because of when the bullpen conversion I think will probably occur. Yeah, uh, it needs to happen earlier to get to that number, but it's going to be more than you say. And he's definitely having more strikeouts than he's pitched. Yeah. You're so negative. You're going to look back at Saiyan Ryan Papio, and just be so sad that you were so. <laughs> I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm going to even amend. I'm not. I'm not going to change it.
1: I'm just going to add that of his 13 games, seven will be starts, and then he'll switch to relief like in September. Or
0: something. Okay. All right. So. We'll 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 see. Uh, it's going right. uh, to take be you being ludicrously wrong to be wrong, but that's what's going to happen. Uh, so the
1: the Ryan Pepio gauntlet has been thrown and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we're in the Ryan officially in the Ryan Pepio era. Uh, enjoy uh, his game, enjoy this podcast. Thank you for listening everybody and we will talk to you next week.